0: just a quick couple of quick disclaimers here. You know, Pastor Harold got so excited at the first service that he was ready to get up and preach. And then he realized it wasn't him today. (laughs) And I told him he could, I would be glad for him to preach. I'm sure he would do just fine with mother's day, um, without anything prepared. But instead he asked me and I get the privilege of preaching today. However, I'm just going to disclaim. I am not a mother so, this is a Mother's Day message from a non mother point of view, I get. Okay, never mind. Let's move on. So, the title of my sermon is It's Not Just a Hallmark Holiday. I had some fun facts about Mother's Day from um, We Know They're All True, is Wikipedia. Um, There are Mother's Day types of recognition all throughout the world, but in the States, the first official Mother's Day was in 1907. And it was held, get this, in a Methodist Episcopal church. Yes, yes, that's even better, in West Virginia. And the founder uh, and organizer, she put it together to remember and honor her own mother, but she later regretted it because it went so commercial. Interesting, because in the late 1920s, Hallmark began selling cards for Mother's Day. It is one of the largest days for cards and flowers and what used to be long-distance phone calls. None of us know what long-distance phone calls are anymore. But is the third largest Sunday for church attendance? As many people will come together as a family, and I know that many of you are here with your families, and so that's... um, Great. We're glad to have you here. Mother's Day can bring up a lot of fond memories for some people, and for others, it can bring up some anxiety and hurt. But I want to focus on a couple of ideas so we can all celebrate Mother's Day today. And so let's kick it off with our favorite Publix commercial. Now, she may be saying, Take that baby. Um, <laughs> So like I said, I am not a mother in the traditional sense of the word. Um, We did not have children, but we embraced fully becoming dog parents. So um, let me just show you my children for attention. There they are. Um, Yeah, if you know me, I'm also like a little over the top for my animals. We do have birthday parties for them. I said that out loud. Um, But we think God's... Uh, great love for us is displayed through dogs because they have so much unconditional love for their people. And so uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on another time. But the first point I want to make today is that mothers are special extensions of God's love. Mothers are built for love. They are built for instruction, for nurture, for leadership, and so much more. There's just so many adjectives you can put around what mothers have gifts for. And many of our mothers had to be both parents. Some of our mothers had to be uh, make great sacrifices to provide and protect for their children. Some of our mothers may have recognized gifts in their children and used their leadership abilities to steer their, their offspring into the ways that would celebrate their talents. I wonder if we took a poll in the room and a poll online, what kind of responses we would get to the adjectives when we describe our mothers? I bet it would be a very broad spectrum. Because we know that some of us did not have the greatest of experiences with our mothers. Um, Some of us may have been abandoned uh, or raised by others, but you persevered. Some of us had the most special of mothers, and that hopefully teaches us about the leadership role God plays for all of us. Now, I'm going to share a picture of my mother. She was beautiful, wasn't she? Of course, you're going to agree with me. Yes, But yes, I think my mother was beautiful. She was really beautiful on the inside and as well as the outside. Um... She was sweet, and she was gentle and gracious, and uh, she was strict. And she was the best at juggling mini hats. You know, she could make pennies stretch like I have never seen. I don't know how, to, how she did it. But I was the youngest of three, and I probably had more special time with my mother than the other two because they were grown and out of the house. So that gave me an extra dose of my dear mother. Um, She had the innate sense to know when you were not feeling well, she could look at you and go, you're sick. Um, She could see it in in her eyes. Um, And if in the night you happened to get up sick, my mother was already at the bathroom. I don't know how that happened. There was some sort of magical process for my mother to beat me to the bathroom. Never figured it out. And then she could also take one look at you when you were getting ready to leave the house and it would send you back to change your clothes. (laughs) My husband also has that spiritual gift. (laughs) Pray for me. Uh, But my mother first prayed a life in ministry over me. My mother predicted all of this when I was small. And my mother will be shouting in heaven on the day that I'm fully ordained in the United Methodist Church. I have no doubt about that. And those are the things I remember, and those are the things that I really cherish. I could talk about my mother all day long because I hear her voice in my head pretty often. Sometimes I see her eyes through Sean. But, um, you know, I really f- I feel my mother's presence because she taught me to be who I am. So, my first point is mothers are special extensions of God's love. Second point is there are many mothers in a non traditional role. In my own life, I have been influenced and led and nurtured and loved by many mother roles. They were not my own mother, but they were people who cared enough for me to be present. I met one such couple right around the time we got married. They are the parents of my very best friend. They live in Mississippi. And my mother had passed away. And she said, I will be your fill-in mother. When you need me, I will be your mother. She has loved and encouraged me with great blessings and great joy. I'll show you a picture of them. Another such person that has been a great mentor and a teacher to me in, in my own life is Pastor Marilyn Annell. And um, she, many of you know Pastor Marilyn. She took a person who was broken and worn out in September of 2014. A person with zero, and I mean big, fat zero, inclination to care ministry. One who felt like a burden. And she loved me through all of the struggles of trying to come into my true self and ministry. She, she loved me through the struggles of ordination, which is also another thing we could talk about at a later date. She is indeed a saint, And I'm so grateful to have her in my life. And there's countless others. There are countless other people who have mothered me. But while there there wasn't an opportunity in my own life for children, God has blessed me with more than I can ever imagine. There are people in need of careful leadership, of nurture and love everywhere. For me, I was gifted with nieces and nephews who I love dearly. I also have a goddaughter who's amazing and very special. But everywhere Sean and I have moved with ministry, we connect with the young people. And some of you may have met our Trevor. And if you want to show, there's Trevor. Um, we came to his home church in Louisiana in 2003. He was a 13-year-old, super-smart young man going on 40. Quite frankly, he pretty much hated us from the time we got there. He did, you know He wasn't uh, prepared for change, and that's what Sean had been hired to do was to, to develop and create new worship. Now Trevor was what we call a high capacity volunteer at 13 because he could run the sound, he could run cameras, he could run the screens, he could do it all. Thankfully he did grow out of his dislike of us. Uh, And eventually he's been our son ever since. He was always at our house. That's what happens. They come to your house and they don't leave. (laughs) He came to visit us often when we were in Arkansas and the strangest of thing happened right after we moved here, he called and said, I'm interviewing for a job in Orlando at the NBC affiliate, y'all may know West News, Um, and he has been there since that time, so I think God gave me a gift with that. He didn't leave for six months. He lived with us for six months. I will go ahead and say that. But regardless, he provided something that we both needed in our lives. And while he has parents, he has Sean and I as well. We have a daughter from that same youth group, Courtney, that lives in California. Um, we've picked up other kids few here and there places. It's great being a bonus mom. It's great. I feel such gratitude for them because what I didn't know I needed, I got in abundance. One thing I'm reminded of when it comes to children from another family of origin is that the thing about being able to give of yourself to someone else has no limits. You can get back in multiples of what you feel like you give. Here at New Covenant, we have our mentor program that Ann Foothill organizes and um, recruits volunteers. We just celebrated the graduating class of the Wildwood Middle High School a couple of weeks ago, and there were 10 young people. We were able to recognize and cheer them on for their accomplishments. And they were part of the mentee program. In five years, we've graduated 38 young people. And those 38 have had life changing experiences by having someone that cares about them unconditionally. That is something huge, huge to celebrate. Because of all those 38 kids, we don't know what their experience exactly was like, and we don't know what the mentors, how the mentors were changed. but I would will be willing to bet they got it back tenfold and more. These 38 young people may not even realize the impact just yet that their mentor has had on them. But these 38 and the mentors have been forever changed by being a part of their lives. There are so many kids who need someone to encourage them, to check up on them, to see them truly for who they are and for who they can be. That, my friends, is love in action. That is the basis of what Jesus came to teach us and how we become part of the loving God and loving others And that's what God has asked of us. And one of my favorite verses is Micah 6 8. He has told you, human one, what is good and what the Lord requires of you to do justice, to embrace faithful love, and walk humbly with your God. I love that verse so much, it's so plain. And by taking someone into your life that needs leadership and love, you are following God's requirements of us. If you're feeling the Holy Spirit tug on your heartstrings a bit, maybe you're called to be a mentor for kids that need some extra love. I would encourage you to call Ann Foothill and let her know you want to know more more about mothering someone in the love of God. That second point is there are many mothers in non-traditional ways. My last point is our very great and wonderful God loves us with the characteristics of a mother. And I'm not talking about anything gender-specific. I'm talking about how God has the ability to show God's great love through the lens of a mother. Let's talk through some of the scripture. In Deuteronomy 32, God cares for his people like an eagle hovering over her young. Psalm 22, God is concerned for his people like a midwife cares for the child She has delivered. Psalm 91, God will protect you with his pinions and you will find refuge under his wings. His faithfulness is a protective shield. Isaiah 49, God will never forget his children like a mother will not forget her nursing child. Isaiah 66, God comforts his people like a nursing mother. In Hosea 13, God experiences the anger of a mother bear who's been robbed of her cubs. All of these responses from God are normal reactions from a mother's point of view for their young. God has all of the emotions of his created ones, even the outcasts, even the outsiders, the lost. And God's response to us In our life events, our struggles, our celebrations, even complete despair is what you would want from a human parent. Do we receive God's response in the way that we ought to? Jeremiah 31, 3 says, Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, With an everlasting love, with unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. Now, some translations say the Lord appeared to me from ages past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. Now, some of you know that the term loving kindness is my favorite word in Hebrew, hesed, H-E-S-E-D. And I love it because there is no word in the English language that can fully comprehend that term. There's no no word. So loving kindness is the best we can do. But God's loving kindness is, Knows no bounds. Part of God's loving kindness or has said is the wonder of God's ability to love us in the ways of a mother. And I'm so grateful for God's loving kindness. So grateful for that. That was my last point. Our very great and wonderful God loves us with the characteristics of a mother. But as we close our time together today, I want to speak this prayer written by Reverend uh, McGray DeVega, who is the senior pastor of Hyde Park UMC in Tampa. I wish I had written it. I, I, when I read it, I was just so moved. It is such a wonderful prayer. I wish that I had written this, and I feel that this is a great uh, honor to God's greatness and to the roles of mothers in our lives. So if you will bow your heads with me. God of provision and unconditional love, on this day when we acknowledge the importance of motherhood among us, we first give thanks that you are a loving parent to us all. From your being, all life was born, and in your bosom, all creation is nurtured. You have formed us in your image as your children and gathered us together as a brood under your wing. You have united us as kindred members of one human family, and we are grateful to be your offspring together. We celebrate your divine love reflected in human expressions of motherhood. We give you thanks for the mothers among us and ask that you strengthen them in their daily tasks. Give them wisdom in the lessons they teach, patience in the discipline they foster, and persistence in their promotion of decency and compassion, both by word and example. May they be given the honor and thanks they deserve, but do often do not receive. We thank you for all motherly figures, grandmothers, aunts, sisters, wives, stepmothers, foster mothers, guardians, babysitters, teachers, health care providers, neighbors, friends, loved ones, and many others who practice self-sacrifice and embody compassion to all who are privileged to be in their influence. Grant them vigor to carry on their work and the satisfaction that the holy privilege of their task affords. We acknowledge to you, O God, that even amid our grateful celebration, many have come with restless spirits, reluctant to name the difficulties this day. For some, this day brings sorrowful awareness of their own inability to conceive biological children. Draw your tender spirit near their feelings of self-betrayal and grief. And remind them that those who struggle with infertility have always shared a special place in your heart. We pray for those who have suffered miscarriages, those fatigued by fertility treatments, and those struggling through the process of adoption. May they remember that in your power and through your church, they can still leave a lasting legacy beyond themselves. For some, this day is marked by loneliness and grief as they spend this first Mother's Day as a widower, an orphan, or a parent who has lost a child. To those who today live in the wake of the death of a loved one, grant glimpses of the resurrection. Bring them a steady restoration of their broken hearts. Allow them to live into their future with hope and empower them to carry out the legacy of lessons instilled within them. For some, this day is a day that surfaces ongoing tensions that exist within our personal relationships and family dynamics. We ask for healing from the wounds of our past, a path of forgiveness for wrongs experienced and committed and the rebuilding of trust forged in honesty, authenticity, and love. We give you thanks for the wide spectrum of motherhood represented among us today. New mothers and young mothers whose children are in their most tender years. Mothers of grown children who, who transition to emptiness and a new chapter of self-discovery. Mothers and grandmothers of advanced years whose twilight of life is marked by frailty of body but a potency of spirit. Theirs is a cumulative reminder that through our lives are marked by transition and change, your nurture and affection for all your children remains the same. Therefore, remind us to live with a childlike faith, curious to every wondrous mystery Attentive to your every instruction, obedient to your every command, and willing to share every one of your children, we give you thanks, O God, who is a loving mother and father to us all, and it's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray, Amen. amen.